Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats with Peggy Hoyt. Our goal is to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. For more information about creating a legacy for your pet or to listen to archive shows, visit AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Join your host, author, estate planning attorney, and animal advocate, Peggy Hoyt. Hello, pet lovers. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt and Brian, where we create estate plans for pets and their people. Also brought to you by Animal Care Trust USA, a national nonprofit dedicated to keeping loved pets in loving homes. We do this by educating pet parents about the importance of getting a pet trust for their loved pet. We also provide pet trustee services. Today, we are pleased to have as our special guest, Carla Eisenberg. She is the program manager of For the Love of Alex. Welcome to this show, Carla. Thank you for having us on, Peggy. Surrender appointments, microchipping inquiries, and lost pet notifications getting overwhelming for you and your organization? Let Dubert.com help you manage and organize them with their new innovative companion case management module. With CCM on your side, you will never miss another appointment, forget to respond to inquiries, or have a visual on your notifications. It allows you to create cases and categorize them by type. You can also add the status of each case along with many other helpful features. Check it out and learn more at www.dubert.com to get started today. So um, this is going to be fun, and I want to tell our listeners a little bit about you. Uh, Carla has been with the love of Alex since 2021. She's a passionate animal lover and has been an advocate for the well-being of all creatures, great and small, for her entire life. Carla has 10 years experience as a veterinary technician, and her medical knowledge has been a great asset to For the Love of Alex. Carla has an extensive background in business administration and works with social media platforms and marketing. Carla originally hails from the United Kingdom, you'll be able to tell by her accent, and moved to America as a young adult. She resides in Pennsylvania with her husband and daughter, and she, she is owned by Athena the dog, Lola, Alex II, which we're going to hear all about, Shiloh, and Hamilton the kitty cats, Larry the turtle, and Buster and Dolly, her resident equines, Plus, they have a few chickens and ducks. So when Carla is not working or taking care of her mini farm, she is camping, hiking, or playing golf. And we're just thrilled to have her here today. Thanks Thank again, you so Carla. much. For, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we have to start with who is Alex and how did we fall in love with him and have an organization named in his honor? Well, the original Alex um, was our founder, Elizabeth Hedges, Little Kitty. Um, and when Alex was about 10 years old, um, he became extremely sick um, and he was diagnosed with bladder stones. Um, Alex needed emergency surgery. And fortunately for Alex, Elizabeth had the funds to pay for his surgery. Uh, after he recovered, um, Elizabeth realized that there are other pet owners out there that may not be able to afford emergency surgery for their pets. And their only option is to either euthanize their pet 
or surrender them to the shelter. And so in 2013, uh, For the Love of Alex was born. Um, Elizabeth ran the organization by herself for five years until her death. Um, unfortunately, um, Elizabeth was very young and um, passed away. And we thought that For the Love of Alex was gonna close down. But fortunately, her friends stepped up to help and um, have kept uh, the organization going. Uh, we've been under a little reconstruction the last couple of years um, to keep up with the trends and the market. Um, and we are actually doing really flourishing um, going into 2023. Well, that's an excellent story and quite a testament to Elizabeth and um, her friends who loved her and her legacy. So I understand that after Elizabeth passed away, um, her pets needed to be rehomed. Talk about that a little bit. Yes, so um, Elizabeth had um, quite a few kitties. Um, she actually um, donated a large sum of money of her own um, to um, a local shelter um, to help cats um, and dogs, you know, um, transition to their new homes. Um, and her own pets were distributed throughout her friends. And um, I took over the original Alex's care and his friend Hamilton in 2021. Um, sadly, on May 9th of 2022, um, Alex passed away from a neurological disorder. Um, he was 18 and a half years old. Um, he had a wonderful life and uh, we miss him still dearly. As you can tell, we have a monument on the wall tributed to Alex. Very neat. Well, and it sounds like a trend there. Was uh, Elizabeth a fan of uh, Hamilton? Um, is that where Alex and Hamilton came from? I believe so. Yes. <laughs> yes. I always think it's funny how we get the names of our animals. But um, so now you have Alex II. Tell us yeah, about him. Absolutely. Yes. So um, after Alex passed away, um, you know, we had not even discussed looking for another cat. Um and one day I was on social media and there was a local rescue in Philadelphia um, that had a orange and white cat that looked just like our Alex. And his name was Leroy. <laughs> so I contacted Marikai Animal Sanctuary and uh, Kim, who runs the sanctuary by herself with the help of her mom and a few volunteers. Um, she confirmed that, yes, Leroy did look like our Alex. And we talked quite a bit about Leroy and Alex, and um, we were lucky that she chose us to um, let us adopt Alex Jr. <laughs> Alex Jr., right. Well, and you've introduced me to Alex Jr., and I have to say that the uh, resemblance is startling between yes. Alex 1 and Alex 2. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Completely different personalities, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you wouldn't want them to be exactly the same, right? No, no, not at all. <laughs> all right. So Elizabeth had this fabulous idea of helping people who might be in a financial dire straits um, because they have an animal, uh, either a cat or a dog that might have an emergency situation. And she wanted to make funds available to help those families so that they could continue to love their um, animal and, and get them the help that they need. So tell us um, how we go about taking advantage of the um, opportunity to participate with For the Love of Alex. 
Yes, so um, you can uh, pet owners can go to our website and uh, under our, uh, Help My Pet, there is an application form. And that is the initial an application form. It's general questions about the owner and the pet. Um, and then we review each case um, and we receive about 40 applications a week. Unfortunately, we can only uh, take one to two pets a week, um, which is something that we most definitely would like to see increase um, in the near future. Um, so once we have um, approved the first application, then we will send a second application to the pet owner. And that's asking for a little bit more detail in as far as income goes, because we want to help the most less fortunate. Um, you know, the elderly, the disabled, um, you know, our veterans out there, a low income family whose, you know, dog has just accidentally fell and broke a leg. We, you know, we help anyone that we can within um, a certain income level. And they have to prove that with their tax returns or W-2 social security benefits. Um, once that's done, uh, we contact their veterinarian directly and we will put down a deposit for whatever treatment or surgery is needed. Uh, we stay in close contact with the owner and the veterinarian office um, until the pet has been given uh, a clean bill of health. Excellent. Um, so folks who are listening, you can go to fortheloveofalex.org and then you click on the cute little icon that says pets and it will drop down and give you the opportunity to fill out the application. And it sounds like, Carla, that you guys are busy because when you get an application, you have to act fast. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we have um, a 24-hour turnaround period, but obviously if there is a pet in the hospital that we can help right now, we have what's called an emergency fund. And the emergency fund is work for the pets that we don't have time to fundraise for. They can't wait 24 hours or three days. Um, you know, and the the the, um, the, the the pets that we take, it could be as simple as a dental cleaning with a teeth extraction to diaphragmic hernia surgery. So there is a wide variety of um, illnesses that we cover. But you do not cover spay and neuter operations, nor just routine veterinary care. Is that right? We have covered spay and neuter when the pet is young enough still and has another ailment um, because, you know, um, they're already under anesthesia. And instead of putting them through two surgeries back to back, the veterinarian can take care of that at one time, which is much better for the pet's health long term. Sure. Excellent. Um, but you do encourage pet owners who apply to um, confirm for you that their pets are spayed or neutered if they're old enough. Yes. Yes. And and we're, we are not a spay and neuter clinic. There's a lot of organizations that have low cost um, spay and neuter clinics. So we feel that um, we want to help those that are, it's an urgent surgery. Absolutely. It's hard to get going on donations for your rescue work, so Team Dubert decided to fix that. Introducing Dubert Forward, where shoppers can buy the same pet food and products as other sites, but Dubert will donate 5% of their order back to your organization to support your rescue work. That's right, Dubert is paying 100 times more than Amazon Smile, and there's no catch or limit to the number of orders. 
If someone spends $100 and designates your organization as the beneficiary, Dubert will send $5 to your organization versus the 50 cents that Amazon would donate for the same purchase. Now your fosters, adopters, and donors can shop for their regular pet supplies on Dubert and know they are supporting your organization with regular funding. Learn more at dubert.com and get started today. So I think what you're doing is just fabulous. I, I love the idea that there are resources for pet owners. It appears from talking to rescues and shelter organizations that a lot of pets are surrendered um, because the pet parent is having a, let's call it a short-term financial crisis. And this might fall into one of those short-term financial crisis situations where if you can help, then the people can keep their pets. Yes, and we actually had a case this weekend. Um, a dog had um, broke his leg. He was playing with his little human outside in the yard playing ball, and he landed awkwardly and broke his leg. Um, the the uh, family, or young family, um, you know, mom is the sole breadwinner right now because dad had had back surgery. She was also heavily pregnant. And it was breaking her heart because she just didn't have the money for the surgery right now. Um, they were able to ha- find another organization to put down a deposit for surgery. And the dog did have surgery, but there was still a balance that needed to be taken care of. And that's where we stepped in this weekend and used the emergency fund. And the dog is home and doing well. Oh, that's an excellent story. Um, And exactly the kind of thing that we would want to hear from an organization that does exactly what you do. So (laughs) that's terrific. So I know that people who are listening are going to want to know, how can they help? How, what can they do to support the efforts or for the love of Alex? Yeah, so all of our cases are funded by donations from pet lovers like you. Um, we have not received any grants. Uh, we are applying, but it literally comes from uh, the 5 and $10 donors on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. We also send an email out every week to um, those that have subscribed to our newsletter every week. Um, and that's how we fund each case. Excellent. And has the pandemic affected um, the fundraising efforts of your organization at all, Carla? Absolutely. In uh, 2020 and the beginning of 2021 was probably our lowest fundraising um, year. Uh, We really struggled. We could not take as many cases as we wanted to. Uh, We were only able to help 33 pets in uh, 2020 and 2021. But last year, we were able to help 57, which is an incredible jump up from the previous two years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that sounds great, actually. And um, so how do people typically find out about your organization and the benefits that it offers? Uh, Mostly on um, social media or on our website or, uh, you know, the Internet. Um, We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, Pinterest. (laughs) All the fun places. All the fun places, yes. Um, And we post something on social media pretty much every day, even if it's uh, just a a follow-up to, you know, previous pets that we've helped. Um, And then also once a week, we feature the pet of the week that needs help now. 
Awesome. Cause you, that, cause you're doing some active fundraising on a pet by pet basis too. Yes. Yes. Um, we, we do do that. Um, those are the many, the, the, the cases that, you know, is going to run into the two, three, $4,000 where, you know, we really need to put it out there to get as many people to help us as possible. Excellent. And although you are located in Pennsylvania, you are not uh, restricted to only helping people in Pennsylvania. No, no, we we uh, help pets throughout the United States. Um, we currently have 15 uh, active cases right now, um, and they are in Washington, South Carolina, Oklahoma, uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Ohio, Minnesota, Texas, and New York. <laughs> wow, okay, that yes. is, that's quite a reach. So thank you for that. Um, all right, I want you to tell us about a couple of cases that um, are success stories for, for the love of Alex. And uh, one of them was a little five-week-old kitten. Tell us about Nubbins. Yes, yeah, so this is such a sad story. Little Nubbins, he was only a five-week-old kitten that had been rescued. And his mom was elderly. Um, she was disabled and in a wheelchair. And um, she accidentally ran over Nubbins and um, he was paralyzed and it absolutely broke her heart. Um, we got her into the vets immediately. Um, they did x-rays and ultrasound. And luckily for Nubbins, there, there was no broken bones. It was all soft tissue damage. Um, he did have a slight hairline fracture in one of his growth uh, plates, but as he grew, um, it, it filled in and he's developed fine. Um, so yeah, today Nubbins is a year old kitten and he's do a cat and he's doing amazing. That's great. And he's providing the uh, comfort and companionship that uh, she adopted him for in the first place. Absolutely. All right. After Nubbins, we have Muffin the dog. Yeah. So Muffin was from North Carolina. Um, he had two softball-sized tumors growing in his groin area, which were obviously was affecting his ability to hold his urine and and to walk properly. The, you know, it, it affected um, the way he could walk. Um, and plus, he was kind of overweight because he wasn't able to get out and do some ex have some exercise. Um, his surgery uh, was thirty five hundred dollars, and it's something that his mom. Um, elderly mom who was on a fixed income could not afford um, but muffin we raised the money uh, through fundraising um, for muffin and he had surgery and he made a full recovery he's doing great that, that's incredible I, I love that story about muffin all right we will tell one more success story so tell us about moon the kitty from new jersey Moon. Oh my goodness. So Moon was a naughty boy. <laughs> he ate something he shouldn't have. And he had a complete um, abdominal obstruction. Um, he, he was not eating, not drinking, not using the bathroom. And he, he was declining fast. Um, his mom uh, was a single mother who worked, but she was low income. And this was her little girl's cat. And they were absolutely brokenhearted that he was dying literally in front of them. Uh, we went ahead and got a deposit down from the emergency fund to get Moon into surgery immediately. Um, but what, what shocked everyone was what Moon ate. <laughs> he had um, chewed through and ate 
um, silicone bracelets that are, you know, you have like, we have some here for the love of Alex bracelets and he'd ate five pieces of that and then a bunch of string and all that had got stuck in his um, abdomen and, and that he was unable to, um, you know, like I say, eat or drink and he was really, really sick. But Moon had surgery. He bounced back amazingly, went home the next day and made a full recovery. That is awesome. And the little girl got her cat back. (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome. I have had some naughty kids in my lifetime, too, who have eaten things that they were not supposed to and ended up getting very, very sick. So that is a very frightening and very emergent situation that has to be addressed without delay. So, so happy that you guys could do that for... um, all of these animals who were so deserving, Nubbins and Muffin and Moon and many, many more, all of which uh, you listeners can um, review success stories online. So I see lots of happy faces on there. Chippy, <laughs> Smokey and Pluto and Kane the dog, um, Willow the cat. Lots of cats seem to get themselves in trouble here. <laughs> the curiosity killed the cats. <laughs> That is true. Oh my goodness. Well, you have a kitty on there that looks almost exactly like one of my kitties. Um, So I would encourage all of our listeners to uh, do one of two things. So check out the website for sure at fortheloveofalex.org. Secondarily, find a place in your heart to um, help support the efforts of this organization that has helped so many and continues to help Um, lots and lots of deserving families and their babies. Um, What would you like to leave us with today, Carla? Well, just wanted to say thank you to everyone that does support our organization. Um, We couldn't do what we do without these people. And we have some amazing donors that give so graciously and they are, they've been loyal for 10 years. Uh, This year we'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary Um, And we just wanted to say thank you to everyone that has supported us and continues to support us. That's excellent. And that is quite a milestone. 10 years. Congratulations on on your fabulous success. All right, my my dear listeners, please support this lovely organization. And um, we will bring you another interesting story next time. And you know my personal philosophy. It is until there are none, please adopt one. And don't forget to get a pet trust. Um, See you next time. Happy tales. Thank you for joining us on All My Children Wear Fur Coats with your host, Peggy Hoyt. We hope you learned something valuable for the benefit of your pet. We want to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. Get more information about creating a legacy for your pet at animalcaretrustusa.org or legacyforyourpet.com. Buy a copy of All My Children Wear Fur Coats, How to Leave a Legacy for Your Pet on Amazon. Join our email list or make a donation. Pet professionals and advisors are invited to join our trusted advisor network. Until next time, happy tales.